WBNE. Hello, and welcome to episode 166, all about the Rings of Power, season one, episode one, A Shadow of the Past, being the 166th part of That's What I'm Talking About. My name is Mary Clay. If that's too complicated for you, just call me MC. I've been experiencing the world of J.R.R. Tolkien for the first time, but right now we are all experiencing rings of power for the first time together. Today I'm joined by the best of Tolkien talk because I couldn't decide on one guest. I'm bringing them all on. (laughs) I'm joined by New Better Do Better, Wizard Way Chris, and Don Marshall 72. Welcome, everyone. Hello, everyone. What's up? What's up, guys? What's going on? So happy to be here. The most ambitious. It's like um, in in the mid 2000s when that so sweet life of Hannah Montana dropped on Disney Channel. Oh, my God. That's a deep cut. The most ambitious crossover event (laughs) since Avengers End game <laughs> amazing so before we we jump into um the I, I don't know rundown of getting into the nitty-gritty of what was going on listeners if you have not yet watched the the first episode of rings of power i get it all of our lives are busy so the first couple minutes will just become some kind of like spoiler free discussion just some general thoughts maybe get you motivated to turn us off and go turn on Rings of Power, and then you can come back to us. So the first little bit will be spoiler-free if you haven't watched it yet. Um, and then and then there will be spoilers. So if you don't want to be spoiled and you haven't watched, um, I would also say Episode 2, because at this point, Episode 2 has also dropped. But we will mostly just be talking about Episode 1. So does anyone want to jump in with their... I mean, I'm sure we all have thoughts, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Yeah. Who, who would like to yeah. to go first? Don. I mean, I'll 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 hop in here first. Yeah, we're all too I, polite. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's why I just chose one. I'm like, and Don. Sure, I will happily jump in. Um, wow, what it, the fact that it's finally here and that we've been leading to four years of build up and just the the sheer number of positive responses that I have seen one makes my heart so happy. And I'm I'm vain enough to know that my own uh, enjoyment of the series will not be uh, soured by anyone that maybe doesn't enjoy it or um, uses the term woke unironically. But it was so good for me. Like, I loved it. There were there were a couple of things that I had, you know, nitpicks about. But the fact that they're nitpicks for me just makes it all the better. Like. Like what a what an opening, what a scene setter for Oof. visually, visually stunning. The props, the costumes. I liked a lot of the dialogue. I thought they did a good job with the elves. The Harfoots, I, I'm quoting a friend of mine, Tori Fox. Uh, the Harfoots have my whole they heart. Have my whole and, heart. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Anything bad happens to Nori, I will riot. Um, I will like, like, oh stop watching the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, Rage I loved quit. it. Loved it. So good. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I guess I'll jump in here. Um, yeah, it's been no secret. I, I said I absolutely love the show. I said it was near perfect for me. You know, with saying that, I also said that there are a couple things that I did not like. But being that I know the context of what they're able to do and what they're not able to yeah. do, it doesn't. It does. It's, it's might as well be it's mist, it's smoke. It doesn't. It doesn't matter what I think about those things. I'm a lure expert, so I'm going to look at it from a different lens, and I got to take myself out of that. Everybody that's going to be watching it from a new perspective or not so deep lore perspective, they're going to love what they did. And I know, hey, they only have certain things they can do with this IP and I'm going to enjoy it. I know that the second age is really just bullet points. Whatever we fit in in between is what they made up and the drama they wanted to build for a TV show. This isn't a movie. It's going to be carried differently. With that knowledge, there's really no way you can hate this show. Honestly, if you do, you're just like a toxic fan, bro. And it's, it's funny because the show is getting reviewed so good. And then you can clearly see, um, you know, uh, the review bombing that they do with all shows that they have a female, uh, yes. and, uh, you know, a, a female protagonist, uh, like, or, or, you know, person of color or everything like that's that, that trick doesn't work anymore. Like everybody yeah, knows. Heaven what you're forbid doing. we actually <laughs> so, have 
a little bit of progression yeah, in the yeah. genre. Oh no! It, all, all the all the shows with uh with, with that stuff get review bombed, and it's like clear to see. The algorithm picks it up, and they literally the the reviewers literally tell you, "Oh yeah, this is getting review bombed. Don't even pay attention to that." Like, yeah, it's actually. Speaking of which, <laughs> I was looking up some ratings and whatnot before we were jumping on the call. Metacritic, um, critics review is a seventy one. And then you go to user reviews and it's 2.4. So obviously. (laughs) That's laughably. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Same thing with Rotten Tomatoes. But you see that with She-Hulk. You see that with all the shows that, that, you know. People are upset yeah. about, and it's it's hilarious. But um, I love the show. Um, it's definitely the most beautiful show I've ever seen. Um, oh, definitely yeah. visually stunning. Visually stunning. Um, I know uh, a lot of people might not be grasping the story right now, but being a lore master, I know what they're where they're going, mm-hmm. especially with Color Brimboar. Um, so like, I'm just I'm excited. So let me stop before I get into spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah, my my first impression, especially because we do open with a scene in Valinor. Like it, I feel like you have to set up what was lost in order to set up the character Mm -hmm. of Galadriel first. And they did that exceedingly well. (laughs) The visuals were fantastic. I mean, I have small criticisms when it comes to pacing or, you know, trying to force a storyline to happen. Like there are a couple bits that I thought were clunky, but these are never like series breaking criticisms from me. These, these are things that I sort of expect they're going to find the pace and, and sink into it as the first season goes along. I think it's strange that so many people judge an entire show based on the first episode or two, because the whole point is that it's, it's going to be a slow burn. That's why it's a five season series. So I, I have seen my share of criticism, but most of it at least has been not the over the top, uh, you know, primarily racist and sexist stuff. So at least people have been kind in my comment section lately, which is always preferable because then at least they're, they're like, this is just my opinion. It's cool if other people like it. And I feel like that's the approach most people should have. Even if you're not caring for it, just don't, if you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. it. (laughs) It's really that simple. But I very much enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed it. And the use of Elvish and little tiny details that I got to pick apart was just very satisfying for me. Yes, Chris, I knew you went you'd on, be eating that up. Yes. You went on like oh, this yeah. Twitter thread for hours just de- debunking or not debunking, like decoding all of the Elvish in the show. Oh, yeah. And I, I did that on No Sleep. I, I did like eight or nine hours of translation work straight and posted it immediately, which was probably not the best idea um, because it's up there now, but Twitter doesn't allow you to edit anything. And I have since learned several mistakes that I made. And so I have to figure out how to fix that. <laughs> I mean, the fact that you did any of that at all, like the day, for like, free. like hours, for free. yeah, for yeah. free too, like hours after the the shows had dropped is astounding. I was going to head to bed, but I was contacted by someone who's like, and it's go time. And I'm like, oh no, when do you need the information by? And he was like, 4 a.m. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> but you did, you, you, you were like dedicated. Your, panic, mode, panic mode <laughs> initiate. And, and I just, I sped, sped translated. Honestly, the hardest thing is that the way that they write things in the written form of Elvish, the Tengwar, they write it phonetically, but they're basing it off of someone who's speaking with a heavy British or Welsh accent. So the vowels are really hard to understand some of the times. Well, which Morvith Clark is because she's Welsh. Right. I would say not all of the situations where it was written like that were for characters who sound that way, but whoever did the actual translation work, which is probably Carl Hostetter. Uh, Hostetter. Bless up. Bless that. Yeah. And all he does. Yeah. That's incredible, oh the goodness. amount of, of detail that's going into something so from from my perspective, such a minor thing that I did not even like pay attention to or notice. And that's yeah, so incredible, like the amount of detail that that went into that. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I think uh, obviously we'll all, you know, we'll go into more details about all of this. Um, I think some just some like general thoughts from me. I had um, a friend text me who was really skeptical about the show and she texted me like Friday night or Saturday and was like, I enjoyed it. (laughs) And just that. And I was like, see, I knew I think like. At worst, it just would be not that great of a show. I don't think there will ever be, uh, like, even if it's not a good show, I think it's still going to be very fun for all of us to have entertainment one hour a week for two months. And then if we all forget about it until the next season comes out, if that's all it is, then, you know, whatever. But that's that's how I am with Stranger Things. I absorb Stranger Things. I'm obsessed with it for like five or six weeks after. And then I kind of forget. And then I come back and then I fall in love with it again and find the next 80s banger to listen to with all my friends. (laughs) <laughs> I am so sick of hearing running up that hill, just throwing it out. No, <laughs> it's, it's still so good. It's all over every radio station. Oh my gosh. I'm like, pick a different 80s hit. Anyway. Um, okay. So thus ends our spoiler free section. Um, if you haven't watched and you don't want to be spoiled, turn off. If you have no intention of watching and you just want to hear us talk about this show, then by all means, keep listening. So first I thought we would just, uh, I'll just do a brief rundown of some of the main characters that we see in this episode. We obviously see Galadriel. Um, we actually see, first we see little baby Galadriel. So, such a cute little child. Um, and then Morphe Clark, um, amazing Bless all rain. Um, And (laughs) then we're introduced to one of the main Harfoots, Nori, uh, which is short for Eleanor, I think. We see Elrond be introduced. And we have another elf who is on patrol, Arondir, and a human woman, Bronwyn. And then some minor characters that are introduced in this episode or who might come up in future episodes. Um, there's Theo, Bronwyn's son. We get a very like brief introduction to Kella Brimbor, who will be very important in the future. Oh, which yes. Which we will leave <laughs> unsaid for now. Pivotal um, pe- role, for sure. Yeah, people like people who know, know. And... I only vaguely know, so. Well, he his short appearance was the most, he set up the most with what yeah. he did. Yeah, yeah. Well, when, when it, when it comes job. to execution of delivering the first impression of a character, Charles Edwards, who plays Celebrimbor, he managed to pack so much into the few lines that he had in only two mm-hmm. scenes. And, and I just, there was so much criticism for for that choice of actor for that particular I, role and i, I was, was so I was satisfied I, yeah no i was one of them I was, too i was I absolutely was, one of them and i had yeah. to, i was eating crow because i literally was like, <laughs> i tried so hard to be his champion i'm like guys no this is a great actor mm-hmm. and he's going to be able to deliver the energy that we need from this character and and i'm so happy that i was right on that because there was a lot of concern about that character and that mm. portrayal of the character a lot of people don't see where the story's going. They're like, I don't know what's going on, what's happening. And But if you're a lore master, you literally watched his performance and what, the things he said literally set up the events that are going to happen. And it was like magic watching that. It was like, if you're not in the know, then, oh my God, just look at my expression because I'm, <laughs> I'm smiling from ear to ear right now. And I completely flip-flopped and I was like, yo, that was the dopest performance of everyone. Like yeah. I, I was I was blown away. I was like, wow, he just set up everything, his motivations, his his oh my goodness, he, everything with the way he was talking about the hammer with Feanor. Like I didn't yeah, like there, that he didn't call Feanor grandpa. But Yeah, there there is a there is a moment where Celebrimbor is talking about his grandfather Feanor and uh, how he fashioned the Silmarils. And he goes off on a little tiny tangent telling the story, you know, sort of they say. And he expands upon it that uh, that Morgoth, the boss of Sauron, um, was so enraptured by the Silmarils that all he could do for weeks was just stare at them 
And it's only when a, when a tear of his fell on one of the Silmarils and he was mm. faced with the evil of his own reflection that that spell was broken. But he manages to then turn that around because not only does that story sound like it could have been in the books, oh, it 100%. wasn't. Yeah, no, but it but sounded it was like great. it could have been. Wonderful yeah. writing on on the writer's part, but yeah. uh, delivered wonderfully. And then he's just like, you know, Feanor's work nearly turned the heart of the Dark Lord himself. What has my work ever done? Yeah. And I'm like, and you just see that self-deprecating and, and that, that, that yearning yeah, for he, validation. He wants to, and, he wants to and do, make something great. Yeah, sorry. He wants that. to make something that can, that can even come close to comparing. I, I think his exact word that he uses is he wants to do something of power and I'm like, well, that's like half the name of the show right there. So I think that's, you know, our, that was, our clue that like this guy is go- like what he is setting up is very important. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he almost the- he almost does a little burn for Feanor because he's like, I want to move past mere jewel craft and create something of true oh, power. Yeah. That, oh, and I'm that, like, I forgot about that. I'm yeah. like burn Feanor. (laughs) That was one of those scenes where I was like, I was so happy to be proven wrong because uh, so many people have been calling me an Amazon shill for months now. I'm used to it. But like when I first saw the Charles Edwards announcement, I'm like, Ooh, okay. Dude's a little old, not crazy about the costume, but let's, you know, let's, let's take a step back. And not crazy about the costume. Yeah, yeah, still not crazy about the costume. Yeah, this is one of my criticisms. Listen, Galadriel's <laughs> had like six costume changes already. I'll, I'll give Feanor Love the chance it. to wear something different. The the moment I saw him on screen, I'm like, ooh, what's he going to say? And then he doesn't say anything, and it's his presence alone. I'm like, okay, these showrunners are going for a slow burn. And then episode Very two hits. Burn. I'm like, all right, you've got one chance to do this. Prove me wrong. And I've mm-hmm. never been more happy to be wrong because the 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 few minutes that he's on screen, like New said, you know, right? If you know, you know. And if you don't, you're intrigued by what he's saying. There's mm-hmm. the lore dump, the hammer. By the way, the, the props uh, community is having an absolute field day with these first two episodes. I've, I'm friends with a couple of cosplayers and prop makers that are like... Yeah, this is this is the next big thing. Get ready. I just want to know if Lauren is already making another Galadriel. I can like neither sh- confirm nor deny. <laughs> she, she's she, already she on did, it. <laughs> she mentioned, and this is public information at least, she did mention that she was trying to update her outfit, mm. um, partly because she got Morveth Clark to sign to sign the, the bracer. arm bracer so she has to redo those yes, but yeah. uh, but but <laughs> in addition uh yeah. she wanted to expand her chain mail and put all of the stars on it oh that gosh. we saw um so, cool. so oh yeah she she wants to update it i'm sure she'll get another costume or two done yeah. if we yeah. can um if we can jump from uh high to high um th- that being one of my favorite scenes, um, the exposition, it was absolutely marvelous. But I'm wondering if um, it's the same as mine. My favorite scene in the entire series, which I just made a TikTok about, was actually, and it might throw you, but it was actually when Theo's friend was talking to Arendir. And he was mm. speaking Ooh. on how the elves, you know, treat them. And it was, it was a, a, it was a bit of a, a, a tension there. And it was excellent knowing that the history of those peoples from the Southlands being descendants of the Easterlings. So at reading the Silmarillion, you know that the Easterlings were the humans that sided with Morgoth and they betrayed the elves in the near Neath Anoidiad. Mm. And that it, I always say this every time I talk about this, there's a line that I just love. It's simplistic, but it just, it's just wonderful. And the elves yes. never forget this. I literally read that like mm-hmm. last week, I think. <laughs> never forget this. And when they do that, you know that they're tipping their hat to you and they're saying, this is, look look at this. The elves look did not them. forget. They did not forget yeah. this. Yeah. So with the time compression, I'm seeing that Gilgalad's kingdom is spread far, which it, it was later in the, in the second age where it was spread that far. When Sauron was gone, but they, you know, with the compression, it spread all the way to the south. And there's towers there, and they're watching, and they're making sure, and they're resentful toward those. And the and the dialogue there, I, I that was my favorite part because it explains so much. It gives the men reason to be, you know, upset with the elves to be to be away from them to be like whatever. You see that the men are living 
not less than, you know, uh, you know, grand. They're not living like the Numenores. They're not living like the elves. They're simple farmer folk. So, you know, it, it says in the Silmarillion, they're living backwards. They, they can easily, without breaking any IP, just have them living the simplistic lives. Whereas in the third age, we know, uh, the good the the good cities or whatever are like built up gondor is strong and and built up and everything like that so it's good to see that where they're going with that and i actually just think that was really good storytelling um so we we can understand the motivations of the men and yeah yeah real, I, real I, quick I, real yeah, quick sorry ahead. this is completely off topic mary are you drinking out of a pizza john mug it is, yes. That is amazing. <laughs> that is so good. Sorry, that's a that's a the vlog the brothers other reference says, from. Don't talk to me before I've had my pizza, John. Oh, wow, <laughs> that's so funny. That's I, I, I'm not in the know when that one. It's, <laughs> this is like it's early. An old, it's an old elder. It's old. It like millennials on on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> who had too um, much access to, to free internet? Uh, <laughs> pretty sure I'm the we oldest. We were children. I, I think you might but, be. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I interrupted you, Chris. Go ahead. No, that's okay. That's okay. Um, I like that we basically, I'm very happy that they showed different ideologies so early because the elves yeah. are always seen as this ethereal, supernatural force that everyone loves them. You know, but we see here, not everyone loves them and they have reason. Because something like this, you know, because we've sort of condensed the Second Age, this conflict that they're talking about, it, it was hundreds of years ago. Yeah, yeah. The man says in the pub says, like, those of us who were in that fight died thousands of years ago. Yeah, it's like the thing that's so interesting is that you see the elves, you know, thinking, hey, we're helping. You know, we're we're helping keep you on the right track, but them interfering is pretty much the only reason why there's so, still tension. Yeah. yeah. So it's 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 uh we we sometimes talk about in, in the queer community and, and the BIPOC community the intent versus impact. Mm. The intent is to help, the impact is you're not actually helping. So we we sort of have some of that energy. There there was a lot of there was a lot of overtones and overlap of of thematic elements when it came to the Southlands and yeah. the way that they are interacting with the elves. Yeah. Can I ask a question real quick? I don't want to overtake Go the podcast. It. I'm curious. New, I'm curious to get your thoughts on this because obviously Ishmael Cruz Cordova has faced a number of very racist backlashes. How did you feel about them putting the black elf in what was more or less a lore accurate kind of like racist situation? That was so funny because I literally had made a video about that and I, oh, really? I posted and I, yeah, I just made a video about that in my last video. And uh, a, a black gentleman had been like, how dare they do this to the black elf? And I'm like, you guys are taking it out of context. And, and the reason you are is because what I didn't, I didn't even get to say that because I just explained the lore so they know it wasn't racist. OK, yeah. So it's like we it's more accurate. Give it a chance. guys. This is not <laughs> Earth. This is Middle Earth. So they're taking what happens on Earth and they're saying black guy. No, but this is an elf, which is a different race. And that sense in yeah. Middle Earth, race in Middle Earth isn't a thing. Only races. As for, uh, Are as you guys talking about just want to make sure we're all clear. Are you guys talking about how like in the in the pub they, they call them uh, pointy eared? When he said knife you ears, knife ears, you, yeah. you people. Yeah, the you said, people, I was like, people. oh, man, it's a very pointed very triggering thing for black people because we're called you people and it means you black you black mm. people or whatever and it, any any demographic that's you know it, it could be you know toward the queer community or or anything like that but specifically i i know as a, as a person coded. of color it's like very like it means like you're less than us you why how dare you type of <laughs> like that so, yeah, it's it's it, that scene was wonderfully done, I felt yeah. like. And they, they really captured the tension between them. But it, you, when you put it into the context of Middle Earth, yeah, it's not a it's, color it's not of your skin thing. It's not a color it's, of the skin You thing. are an elf. And like, then they hired a, 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 a color, a, a person of color to play the elf. And he was in that situation, mm -hmm. which it which which it could be interpreted that way. But the thing about it was it was a, um, it was kind of flip flopped. So if yeah. anybody was to say you people, it would have been the elves saying that too. 
Yeah, yeah. 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 I think the, the elves have a reason to be prejudiced against these yeah, so, particular so, humans. So, so it doesn't, and, and, it doesn't it, and they flip. That's what I was picking up. And uh, later on in that scene, when they um, to add fill in some of the plot for listeners to make if you're like following along where we are after they leave the village and they go back to their like watchtower, they find out that. Um, the king has essentially called off the war and is like, we're safe now. Yay. No Sauron. No Sauron here. Um, and he goes up into, Aaron Deer goes up into the watchtower to kind of look over everything. And the watch warden is with him and they're looking over the land and they're saying like the blood of the like the blood of the people who fought for Morgoth still runs through the veins of these people. And so I definitely was getting like a lot of like the elves carry a lot of prejudice against yeah. these and, men. And, and it was purposeful. It was purposeful. Yeah. There's a and feud it was there. Done it's very well. But it's it's based on fact from the book. And yeah. it, you can see it. So I said in my video, it's, it's art imitating life, life imitating art. So this is, uh, if, if you remember two, uh, 2001, um, when when the towers fell, right? Mm. People were so racist against Muslims, but it all Muslims aren't bad, and they were all getting a bad mm. rap. And then you, people had feelings toward this, and it's like this isn't right. But then it's like some people just wanted to be safe, and they say, oh, we don't. Well, we don't know. It's 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 such a, a slippery slope. Yeah. But you know, it's you're looking at the elves like I what I know elves from from the lore that I know. The elves are the good guys. But what are they doing? This isn't right. This doesn't feel yeah. right. So yeah, it's a way it, it does it makes you uncomfortable. It makes you uncomfortable and, on and that's on purpose. I because love seeing these, the these gray <laughs> areas of yeah. of seeing characters that were like, well, wait a minute, I thought this person, I thought these people were our good guys and these people are our bad guys, and like what's yeah. going on? And so I it's, love seeing those gray areas play out. It's, it's if forgive my forgive me my use of the language, but it's it's easy when it's a white person just saying, "Oh, what we're we're just being protected by our country," and it's hard to see that when you're in that where you're yourself and you're in that situation, which yeah. you wholeheartedly could mean that, but it's hard to how it could be offensive to somebody else. So them putting it in the sense where you know definitely the elves are the good, you know the elves aren't the bad guys. You, you that's clear, right? Right. As of right now, you know that's not the case. But you seeing that and it makes you feel uncomfortable, and you're like, "Oh, they're being a kind of a it's a wake up call." So, yeah, but it's actually. Yeah factual in the story it's yeah. yeah and they they continue that yeah it, it's something that plays out over the course of our history and uh, i mean i was the it's interesting that you brought up like 9 11 and incidences with um muslim americans but i was thinking of how in world war during world war ii in the united states there were japanese Absolutely. and asian american internment camps. camps and Absolutely. also something that i learned about recently is that there were german american internment camps Absolutely. in the united states as well yeah. um wow we got really dark and deep so i'll switch yeah, sorry us. that, that <laughs> no, question no, that was a great to, question to, con to continue that though like the gray area exploring the gray area of each character is mm. gonna come into play we even saw that with galadriel the way that they've showed yes. her as you know she's fighting fire with fire and gil galad is not thrilled yeah. about it to the point that he's like how can i get rid of galadriel yeah i'm going to say good <laughs> job team and send all of my best warriors to valinor just to get rid yeah. of her and so, like, at first, I was really critical on that. I'm like, why on earth would Gilgala do that? That makes no sense. I know why why they're doing it storyline-wise, because we have to get one of the main characters to Numenor in order to tie Numenor into the plot. So I get it. But, but like, he he his motivation there was just, like, she's not helping. <laughs> she thinks that she's helping, but she keeps disobeying orders. And what do I do with her? Yeah. Not only does it set up a complexity for Galadriel as a character, but also Gilgalad. <laughs> yeah, and and I like that we're we're going into sort of the gray area of of where people think that they're helping, but they're not necessarily, and mm. how that causes tension between different characters and different peoples. Yeah, let's jump to talking about Galadriel's side of the story. Um, first, the the show opens and some and skips over. Um, what I have been reading for the past six months within three minutes. <laughs> uh, 
No, and thanks, guys. I was like, and I was just kind of laughing because it says like, you know, Morgoth destroys our light, and then it says like a legion of elves went to war, and I was like, well, that's one way to put it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we left our homeland, and I'm like, yeah, okay. Um, we can't get into the details. Details, details. Let's not yeah. talk about what happened to those ships. Yeah. <laughs> um, it sucked that they couldn't put Valerian on the map, though. I was like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. When she, yeah, the the camera sweeps over and they're like, and we went to a land called, and I was like, Beleriand. And then she said, Middle Earth. And I was like, oh. Ah, like, oh, yeah. Side note. Which the whole thing, to be fair, is Middle Earth regardless. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you guys would know the answer to this question, but I noticed that they are specifically not saying. Finrod, and they are also like they kept saying my brother, your brother, yes. and then they also were not saying Gilgalad; they were saying the king. They weren't saying like King Gilgalad. Is it because they don't have rights to the Silmarillion that they're avoiding those names? I think Gilgalad's in at least the Fellowship. I don't know if Finrod yeah. makes an appearance Finrod in is, the appendices, though. Finrod is they can because they wouldn't have been able to promote that it was Finrod. Yeah. Which, okay. they, which they flat out came out and said, this is Finrod. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So one thing that I noticed, I mentioned this when I was chatting with Don, is that uh, you might not notice this with Amazon Prime, but pro tip, if you pause at any point or hover your finger over the screen yeah. or what have you, when you pause it, it will post up pictures of every actor that is currently on the screen with who they are so playing along with me. some trivia sometimes. Yeah. So... Yes, when you when you pause the screen and that actor is on there, he is listed as Finrod. So yeah, yeah. okay. And, and, and they absolutely couldn't do the other brothers. They are not mentioned. They are only mentioned yeah. in the Silver Ring. Right. So and it has has Angrod to be Finrod and Agnor. Agnor, yeah, Finrod yeah. and Agnor. Angrod and Agnor. Oh. All right, Chris. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I love Chris you guys. Chris just flexing on it. Chris just flexing on it. I'm going to say it wrong. I'm going to say it wrong forever. I, I refuse it's to. Totally I, I cannot. The only person I have beef with with pronunciation is Colbert because he started it. Yeah. <laughs> let it go. <laughs> Never let it go. He who must not be named. You know <laughs> <It's> who. <laughs> you know who. Oh, my God. I'm sitting there, I'm, no, I don't I'm sitting there standing next to Chris when it happened. I'm like, but it's my, my, this is my friend he's attacking. Like, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. It's like, it's a playful it. beef. I really no, I, don't I, care I, that I, much, but it's so much it's so much fun to feign insult, you know. No, I know you can't. You couldn't win that battle because of who he was and and what he does. He was nobody was going to win that. Oh yeah, that no, position. no. It was, it was a setup Jim for Yellow? a joke. Yeah, People he's, like he's you realize it was a joke, right? I'm like, no, I get that it was a joke, and I'm fine <laughs> with it. I really am fine with it. We, we like know you were right. It just, it makes good content, though. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, over on my podcast, I am calling Fenduolos Fendi. I'm calling Maglin, Mag, whatever, Maggie. As you should. As you should. Don't put too much thought it's, into yeah, this, Yeah, it's right? fine. It's fine. <laughs> well, well, I, I just crazy. remember the characters, honestly, I because so many names get Meanwhile, dropped. I am still always mixing up Fingon and Finrod, and I- I do that too. Mary, I do that too. But Mary, let me just tell you That took a while. That doesn't sink in until like your second or third read through. Like it- it's, it's cute okay. that you think I'll have a second read through. <laughs> Mary, Mary, yeah. your, map, your map hatred video triggered me. I just want you to know that. It triggered me. And I was like, little does she know that is the best part of the book. Get no. a map. Get a map. And go, it, it, you will, I'm telling you. I, I'm ending this conversation that's right how you okay, so for, We need to context. talk about this episode. We, that's how you will yeah. learn. Yeah. New. We'll have it's to okay. continue okay. this for an after show episode Absolutely. or something. You, had, you said you found a map. Pay attention when they're doing it and you'll be like, oh, now except I know everything. For, except for Angband is not even on the map. It's right above the map. It's right above the map. We know this. We know that the blank space is Mom and dad are calling in to stop to this fight. Chris, I. Separate corners, kids. (laughs) Oh my God. No, no. Galadriel's motivation in this series um, she is going after Sauron because in this version of the story, Finrod dies in the battle against Sauron. In the book, he. This is when I had to go back and and double check. And I was like, wait a minute, which one is Fingon? Which right, one is Finrod? <laughs> he dies in Baron and Luthien's story. But it's actually, I think this is a misunderstanding. We were listening too quickly. She. They actually kind of fixed it. Well, they didn't fix it. They never messed it up. 
we heard it wrong. Galadriel says he dies hunting him, but Sauron found him first. Sauron did find him first. Sauron, because Sauron he died, found him. died trying to fight but Morgoth. But they show. Sauron. <laughs> okay, no, no, no. This is you guys trying no, to meddle. No, no, no. It is the wording is very important. The word is very important. He's in a battle. Yeah, that, I would say that the, battle could have been the 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 con, The visual context that they put this in is misleading. Yeah. That it's, I will it's give. Misleading, you. but they it but, but it can be it can be saved. It can be salvaged because. But they did hint at the truth. They did hint yeah. at the actual canon. If you if you listen to the wordage, Sauron found him first, which is exactly what happens. He tries to sneak Syrian, and Sauron finds him. However else he dies is irrelevant. And then you see him laying there with claw marks on him, like a wolf killed him. Man, y'all are crushing the one thing that I was watching the show, and I was like, "Well, actually, like, I was so mad, I'm about, mad that. about this. Let me be I mad." mad I mean, too. I wasn't, I wasn't mad about. I was just so thrilled and pleased with myself that I was like, "Oh my god, I know how he actually died." You're like, I know, I know a piece of I know what that, happened. They, that they didn't get completely right. So yeah, so Galadriel is leading this hunt for Sauron. And um, this is, I, I think this is where I, I saw a lot of criticism that people were saying the setup was really slow and it was very slow moving in the first episode. And I think it was like this first, um, I don't know, 10 minutes of showing her with the the army or whatever, the group of elves that were searching for Sauron in some fortress in the north, and then they have an yeah, encounter with him. Yeah. And and the, and then all of the elves, there's an encounter with an ice troll, and then she's like, all right, let's get going. And they're like, you're crazy. We quit. <laughs> we're going home. Yeah, I... You you should have seen my face when when they all just sort of like sat down. They're sort of like we're not going. Yeah. Um. I I was like oh, mutiny, mutiny in the first episode. <laughs> I liked seeing that like Galadriel is so strong willed that like everyone around her is like girl calm. It's down. like she's nuts. Like, yeah. We know your heart is in it. I can't wait for people to complain about the fact that Galadriel is an unlikable character, quote unquote, <laughs> just because like she is exhibiting like typically male traits in, in this character. That yeah. is. Oh, see, I'm, I'm like, bring it on. I want there I love to be it. a lot of gray area with these characters. I want people to question, wait, are we really on the right side here? Is this, this doesn't feel comfortable because there is a lot of gray area and, and wiggle room for these characters. I think that's what will make Galadriel such a long living character because we know where she ends up. She ends up as the Lady of Light and Lothlorien, but we have to go on a journey to get there. Get there yeah. And I think making her not 100% likable is good. Because people aren't 100% like Yeah, arc. that's the truth. Character yeah. arcs. Yeah, character yes. arcs, my friends. People are like, oh, I didn't like that Elrond is, you know, this baby diplomat. Where's where's warrior Elrond? It's I'm like, like um, let him get there first. Yeah. I'm like, he has to start yeah. somewhere. Character arcs. Well, I, I, so, I, for one, didn't like how they were talking to Elrond and Galadriel. I thought that was a bit much. Yeah. Um, hang on, I'm going to pause us before we go forward because I know Don has to jump off. So, Don, I do, do yes, you want to say I can only stay? No, no bit. worries. Do you want to share any, I don't know, a, a final thought before you jump off? Yes, yes, I will. I will summarize uh, thusly. Uh, I thought the episodes were really good. I'm still very curious to see what they will do with the Southlands character. I have my theories about um, man on the ship when you all get to episode two. I'm going to rant oh. about that later. Mm. Um, just in, in the same way that I will see this from so many people. Um, you remember when Aragorn opens the two doors in the two towers? I mean, there's, yeah. a scene, there's a scene where Hal Brand in the second episode dips his hand into the water and slicks his hair back. And I just went... Oh, okay, that's how we're doing this. Okay, I okay. immediately. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to save it for the next episode. Oh my! Yeah. God. And there's the eye candy. <laughs> Just a bunch of beautiful people sticking I'm together. I'm really mad about the fact that they're trying to hint at some kind of enemies to lovers thing with Galadriel in the sky, and then Celeborn is just. <laughs> floating around in the universe somewhere anyway, I, okay. I, so, I so hope that like the end of this season is just like Galadriel going back to a forest somewhere being like hi honey how was your trip <laughs> babe yeah and Celeborn just being like had your adventure yeah. huh Welcome yeah home. yeah 
Because him being cool with her just having complete autonomy, I think that would be a great way to do it. I would love that. I would love end. that. I'm very excited. I would love it. Okay, I do have to wrap up. <laughs> I loved the episodes. I can't wait to hear the rest of what you all have to say. New and Mary, play nice. Chris, if they get into fights, <laughs> separate them. And I will it's see war. you all. It's war. <laughs> War. I'll see you all next <laughs> the map. time. The map. <laughs> hey, hey, language. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's it's my podcast, and I'll swear if I want. Okay, I'm out. Dram the long wall. Bye, Bye Don. Thanks for, thank you so much for being here. Bye. in the guarded plane. <laughs> okay, well, now that he's gone. <laughs> Now that dad is gone. Um, yeah, so Galadriel <laughs> returns from this this jerk, this search for Sauron um, to lend on the, the high elf <laughs> capital where we see Elrond, sit, much like Frodo in the beginning of <laughs> Fellowship, just sitting in a tree writing and being in a tree, scholarly. Writing. Yeah. Uh, pe- people were like, what is he talking about? And And... There's only like a tiny throwaway line while he's walking to greet Galadriel that he hands the note off to someone and says, for the ceremony. Everything he was writing was for Gilgalad's speech. And then later on, you see him mouthing the words while Gilgalad is giving oh, the speech. Oh, is that what that yeah, was? Yeah, he's, he's oh. yeah, he wrote the speech. Which is his herald and his banner bearer. And that's, that's why he... Yeah, he crosses out uh, animal on, on his notepad and he re phrases it to, uh, what was it, a spoilt carcass? In the actual speech, Gilgalad's a spoilt carcass. And so it's obvious he's making edits to this thing and then handing it off so Gilgalad can make his speech. Oh, thank you for that connection there. And and that they're in league with each other, convincing Galadriel to go. Yeah. Because Elrond is just like, I don't think this was the right choice. And Gilgalad is just like, She's looking toward the past. We have to look toward the future. Which, yes. which that, yeah. which that I understand and, and because he has the longest yeah. uh, reign of peace. He's the longest reigning high king of the Noldor. So why would he want to admit that? Hey, something could be. Wrong. I just want to maintain this peace. We haven't found anything. You're going to scare everybody else. You're doing yeah. the most. I understand that. But the way they were talking to Galadriel and talking to. Uh, Elrond as a lore master, I absolutely hated that. So if I'm being like full disclosure, I didn't like mm-hmm. it because it just doesn't make any sense. But I also have to come out of side of myself and realize that they can't say Galadriel is his aunt. They can't say Galadriel is his cousin if that's the case. They can't say that. They can't say all that stuff. They can't, you know, Elrond literally is is the savior of the world's son, is part Maya, is uh in line for throne of the Sindar and the Noldor, like they wouldn't be talking mm-hmm. to him like that. They wouldn't say you can't come to this meet. It makes no sense. Yeah, I was um <laughs> that wouldn't oh, not yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. Lord Elf yeah, Lords like, Yeah, I was elf running Lords through only. that was like such a little burn, like elf lords only. And I'm like, oh my and, god. And you like, just see him go, like, he's like, Really? Thanks. Like you didn't need to add <laughs> like, that. If that, Gil- that was unnecessary. If Gilgalad were to die. And and I wonder, I wonder if they're cons- if they actually were trying to without naming the characters, give a nod to the fact that Elrond was partly raised by the Feanorians, the Kinslayers. And especially with all of the refugees from the from the Havens at the end of the First Age ending up in Lindon, it would kind of make sense that there might be a grudge there. Like, it's a bit of a stretch, but I, yeah, I didn't like the way they talked to Elrond either. I thought that was very strange, but maybe again, it's a character arc um, thing. I don't know. I had to go through my head and I was like, wait a minute, isn't, isn't he, he is the nephew of Gilgalad. Why are they? Yeah. Aren't they, aren't they related? Yeah. (laughs) Cause Gilgalad. Okay. Okay. So yeah. Cause Gilgalad and Idril are brother and sister, right? They're both Turgon's children. Idril. And no, not not Torgon. No, who, who are you talking about? You talking about Gilgalad? Gilgalad, depending yeah. upon which retcon we, we're going, there are a couple there, of them. There are so a couple versions we're going of Gilgalad, in, which is why it gets confusing. If we're going in the uh, Fingolfin line, right, he would be Fingon's son. So that would make yeah. him Galadriel's cousin, once removed, and Elrond would be his distant cousin. Okay, so, mm. but Elrond would be next in line for the throne. He would be. So it goes to the eldest living male from the house of Fenway. Whoever. Right. Because I. Um, it, it can't go to Celebrimbor, who it would actually supposed to be, because that line got 
removed. Yeah, from the it original line. From that the, line all together. The, they, uh, yeah, the the throne was abdicated by Myros, by Myros so back in the first yes. age. So the Feanorians don't king. get to be. So it would, it would like go that. to it would they don't go get to, to be Elrond. kings, but they can still be lords. So they would not. It just absolutely would not talk to him. The only reason Elrond isn't the king in the third yeah. age is because there's no more Noldor like that. There's just a few of them. So what are you the king of? Even Elrond is also the heir of the Sindar line as well. He's the heir of the Sindar. Elrond. Yeah, that's that's the wonderful thing about Elrond's character is Elrond is tied Everything. to literally every major plot point that happens. This poor <laughs> character is going to be just absolutely drug through the mud but 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 he is descended from both the lines of the both the lines of the it was so interesting when i was finishing up the silmarillion because the last chapter is you you see elrond be born and then he's like essentially orphaned you know and Mm -hmm. so i was like oh this is great i'm gonna get to see twice like i know yeah (laughs) i know that he is obviously a main character in Rings of Power. So it was really, I was like, I'm going to get to see like where this picks up from, you know, like maybe there, there's like yeah, some missing. Like all, all you know is, oh, really emotional damage and trauma from a very young age. For yeah, Elrond. that's really kind of how it goes. Or baby Elrond. That's how it goes for these elves, typically. His parents, full Commentary his parents for what happens alive. when you're immortal. They're still alive. So. Yeah, they're still alive. They're just in the sky. They're just not present. They're, yeah, they're just, just like absentee, off doing their sure. own thing. <laughs> anyway, they are sent uh, to, in order to, because they're, they're ready to move on to the future and Galadriel's being a stick in the mud and she's like, nah, they're still evil out there. Sauron's still out there. So they send her and the company, their reward is being sent over to the Undying Lands. Um, and we have such a great, sequence of the ship sailing off and seeing like the clouds part open as they're looking in the sun you don't actually it's beautiful. Oh, yeah. see anything you just see the light streaming through the clouds and then you see Galadriel take a step back and I'm like oh yes oh. Mm. Um, and at the last second she dives over the edge and like that's where we see her at the end of the episode yeah i had mixed feelings about that because visually absolutely stunning like oh my goodness what what a beautiful visual for for entering that other plane of existence to go to valinor but like there was something vaguely cultish oh totally we're going to disrobe everyone like i i get it because what you're doing is you are removing the symbols of war. You're taking away their weapons. You, you cannot go into the undying lands, especially the Noldor, armed. They're not going to let you do that. So, like, I, I get it from the lore perspective, but I think for people who don't understand the context of why that would be meaningful, it probably came, like, and suddenly everyone is singing. Yeah. <laughs> Except Galadriel. (laughs) And I think they were, I don't know if it was intentional that they wanted to make people feel that same sort of discomfort that Galadriel feels, where where there's something holding her back. This doesn't feel right. This is against the character. Like, I I don't know if they meant for us to feel that, but it did feel like vaguely uncomfortable for me. Yeah, I totally felt that too. It's so beautiful. It's like, you should, you should want this. This is, this should be everything that you desire. And yet it's not. And and I, I got that feeling as an as a viewer, but I wasn't sure if it was intentional or not. All right. Do we want to switch to talking about the Harfoots? Sure. Let's talk about them. Oh, the Harfoots. Right. They're so sweet. My my friend who was texting me that she like be kind of begrudgingly enjoyed it was like, it took me a minute to get into the Harfoots. I loved them the moment they popped up where you see them like hiding among the woods and camouflaging themselves and they've built little Mm -hmm. like um, it felt very um, like lost boys to me from like Hook and and Peter Pan, those movies. Um, I I love the Harfoots. That's like (laughs) the the other reference that came to my mind is uh, in I think it's like 1950 Wizard of Oz. Yes, with the the where where the munchkins pop out of the ground and they all of their heads are like flowers and so they blended with the scenery until they reveal that themselves. Good. That was that was the same sort of vibe. That yeah, 
Yeah, it does have that. That I, I know exactly what you're saying with the munchkins like hiding among yeah. the flowers. I like, yeah. the, I like the, the, the little that people they, that just you're not looking for them. Soon. Yeah, and I like that it showed yeah. their precursors to the actual hobbits who are settled in holes. This is mm-hmm. how they migrate. This is how they hide. It, it's very much, and they don't really care anything. about and it, anything. This is just a nomadic version. Yes. I love, so the travelers that we see beforehand, they're like, oh my God, that was a Harfoot. We got to get out of here. They're like, they're crazy little creatures. So clearly like. That's that's in line with Tolkien's work too. (laughs) They've made this reputation for themselves so that people leave them alone. (laughs) Right. No, that's that's so quintessential Tolkien. Like that was the everybody whole point from other lands that don't know about them, but they know about them. It's always a mythos that they don't fully yeah. know. Like the little people, the Parianov, the, 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 the you know the the halflings, their magic. They might da-da-da. like it's funny. <laughs> even when you go and you go to Rohan and they mention the halfling or a hobbit or whatever, they're like they know about hearing about some kind of magic little guy, and then. They're yeah. like, we thought those were just it was, fairy and it's, tales. And it's yeah. very reminiscent of that. That's why I really enjoyed that when they did that. I love the, the nomadic aspect of them. It, sh- it shows, like I said, the precursor to the actual hobbits. And, and we start in Rovanian. So it's like, yo, all, everybody's saying, oh, the hobbits weren't there. Without... No, they weren't. But look, look at what we're, what we're doing. And they very much aren't a part necessarily of the main story. But are they? But indirectly. And, it, and I, they do a good job of that. They're like not directly involved in anything. It's just happenstances. Yeah, I, I like that they they presented the Harfoots as being people who wouldn't want to be part of the story, but they end up being thrust into the story. Yes, which and is... Nori and Poppy are not asking for any of this, especially Poppy. I feel like Poppy's going to be like... Mm-hmm. Uh, like so frustrated with all of the trouble that Nori is going to get them into, um, especially with the stranger, the meteor man. Yes, from yeah. The sky. This it goes. Yeah. So so Nori is our blue eyed <laughs> Hobbit, which like she just looks so much like Frodo. <laughs> like I don't know if they intentionally were like we're going for a Frodo look, um, but her face totally reminds me of Frodo, um, and just like wonder and excitement and she wants adventure in the great wide somewhere right <laughs> and you know she has that that conversation with her mom where we have to lay down the exposition of like no 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 we harfoots don't go on adventures um we don't do adventures yeah maybe we like to our own people yeah Leave it alone. <laughs> just, yeah. just stay right here where you at. At the end of the episode, we see a meteor, a comet coming through the sky, and all of our various characters are watching it. And it crashes on like the outskirts of their little colony that they've set up. And she goes and finds it. And that's just so just it, it's just so in line with Tolkien of like the biggest things happening to the smallest, most unimportant, unassuming people people in his world. Mm -hmm. And we have this closing shot of a man lying in a crater in the earth and will have to find, uh, I think he's referred to as the stranger. The The fandom has been calling him Meteor Man, which just makes me think of the Smash Mouth song. Yeah, Yeah, that's where the episode ends. I should add, we kind of, I feel bad. We kind of like brushed over Bronwyn, but Bronwyn and Aaron Deer, they're, they've got a little love connection going on. Our cross lovers there. Yeah, I mean, the nice thing about Bronwyn is we we see very early on, like, not only is she a mother, a single mother taking care of her kid, teenager, um, but also, like, she's she's really got the job of being a community leader. She's a healer by trade, but she's also a bit of a community leader, and she has to sort of take the reins because no one else wants to admit when something's going wrong and she's like you need evidence here's your freaking evidence um in the second episode but she she gets a bit more screen time in the second episode and in in this episode we see them um someone brings their cow to help to be looked at and erondir is there and there's like some black goop coming out of it which (laughs) i was like i'm making a face 
I was, I'm not messing I was with that. There, I didn't that's, like it at all. That's some demon <laughs> right there. I'm not touching that. <laughs> and she's the connection that's the turning point between the relationship of mm. the elves and the men with Aaron there. Because mm-hmm. even Aaron, she's the is like, Well, their yeah. connection was strong with them, but she's like, "But you love me though," and I'm I'm from this village. Yeah, she's like, "Don't you trust so me? Like, like these like, are my yeah, like, kinsmen and not my all friends." Of us she's that. Yeah, she's that that piece right there to where it's like he's going to have mm-hmm. to make a decision eventually you're going to see to where I, I, all right i have to stop thinking about the men in these these, these prejudices these prejudices yeah. are going to have to be yeah. put aside at some point and i think that's a that's, so that's a nice a good character, character journey to have Absolutely. and show yeah so together they go to investigate um because there there was talk earlier about like oh in the east this this crop of grass was poisoned so they go to investigate the nearby the the other village and see that it has been like completely destroyed and burned to the ground and then that's when they see the the meteor pass over so that's kind of what their storyline's been doing um and then yeah we do see uh bronwyn taking taking charge and being like i'm going to investigate and Aaron deer being like i'm coming too or maybe it was the reverse I'm of coming that or something you. i don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh and i guess also worth mentioning uh bronwyn's son theo in the floorboards of a barn finds some kind of shattered remains <laughs> which kings <laughs> <laughs> what was that what was that new <laughs> I think he's the witch king, man. I feel like he's, he's got a lot of anger. He's got a lot of he's got anger. A lot of anger. He's got his friend. He got his friend talking in his ear. He's mm-hmm. he's like, Mom, you you dating this guy? What if really what like if his friend guy. is Sauron? <gasps> like you know? okay, I'm well, sure no, all, all the theories, joking. like anybody could be Sauron at this point. Uh-huh. And so like the internet is going the, crazy just saying. Yeah, every everyone's like, who's Sauron? Sauron? Yeah. So what <laughs> let's move into making some some predictions and theories. Right now, I have none. <laughs> I have none. My one theory is that the meteor man was Tom Bombadil. Um I so Bombadil was already there the whole time. I know. Bombadil but like, there. wouldn't that make sense for his origin that he came crashing to Earth in a meteor? No, because like, he's, he's yeah. the eldest. He's, he's the eldest, yeah. so he always was there. He's I the eldest I just and fatherless. So badly, we're like, no, no, Mary, you can't uh, have this. I know. I just well, wanted to, him to see Meteor him Man. pop up with those yellow boots on and a yellow hat and just be singing a song. So yeah, I don't have any theories or predictions. Your theory, your running theory, is that Theo's the Witch King. My my theory is that Theo is the Witch King. I changed my theory that. Uh, the Meteor Man was one of the blues. I think he's probably Gandalf now, which I think they're going to just try to, you know, milk that because everybody loves Gandalf. I saw the the Gandalf mark that he made. I don't know if he was referring to finding Gandalf or he was Gandalf. Yeah, but- the, the, the Elvish with the stranger, the, the stuff that he's sort of yelling at Nori at one point is uh, manna ure. And those words in Quenya, there are a couple possibilities. It all depends on if they have the accents right on the first word. Um, it can either mean what blessing or blessed and or whether or, or like whither or where to. Like there are three different translations for that word, but ure is fire. And so he's asking what is fire or he's saying blessed fire, in which case I am and I am wielder of the flame of our servant of the sacred fire and i'm like the sacred fire this time (laughs) so yeah like the the obvious (laughs) the obvious signs point to gandalf um i'm hoping it's not that obvious i'm hoping it's not that i hope it isn't gandalf just because they shouldn't do that but I feel like they're going to do that so that's my theory that he's gandalf what what we Um, know what we know of amazon (laughs) Yeah, I, it, is is different than what we are hoping through the lore. Yeah, I, I hope they don't, but I feel like they did, um, which is like a payoff for many fans. They're going to get like, ah, but like lore masters aren't going to like it. So, yeah, yeah. Fan favorite, so, but it's it's like favorite, it's like bringing the elves to Helm's Deep. Like it was not at all canonical, but people liked the elves. There were no elves really in the second movie for the Peter Jackson trilogy. So they added them to Helm's Deep. And we didn't like it, but we didn't like it. But I I didn't like it. I was like, this doesn't happen. Like Helder doesn't die. How dare you? Yeah, like he doesn't die. What is is happening? But 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 it works for the movie. Yeah, we we might just be unpleasantly confirmed that it it may be gun. It may be Gandalf. I'm hoping Um, it's not that simple. 
Gilgalad, I feel like they're going to build his character because they have to. Yeah. I feel right now you're kind of looking at him as a bit of a dick because of the way he kind of thrust Galadriel from the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he is looked at as like, and he is talked about even in the, the, the Fellowship of the Ring, just he's revered. Mm-hmm. And, and he's talked about with such reverence that he, they have to change his character arc to where he's respected more. And like, you're not looking at him crazy. Because right now I'm looking at him a little sideways. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> really, Gilgalad? Like, but that's but, not, like, but again, this thing. is just the starting point. We that's have to start we have to start. Yeah. I think because we know how things end, we have to change our expectations of where the characters are starting. starting because there, that's so. the that's the part of the story that's untold. Cool. <laughs> you guys just know so much more than I do, and I'm just like. I'm just happy to be along for the ride, you know. Um, are you I'm happy just though? Enjoying the happy? show as it comes. You hate a lot on the Silmarillion. Are you happy, man? Are you actually happy? <laughs> the Silmarillion is a tough book to read. Like, there's it no, the best. there's no way out. around it. But for us lore geeks, it's it's like the Bible. I get it. Like, it's I, I understand <laughs> that for some people, it's just like, it, like, I just want to shake you. You want more of. <laughs> Of, of the thing you love, I 100% understand it. And you want to go into all those details. But like, for me, I didn't need those details from Tolkien. It's, the man is insane. It's realistic, <laughs> I feel, that, you know, not everyone is going to read stuff like a history text and enjoy it. You yeah. know, like, and that's okay. Yeah, that's, that's why when people ask us, is do I have to read? There. Do I have to read the books to enjoy the TV yeah. show? I'm like, absolutely not. And also, no, I'm like, like you will you will understand way. things in a different way if you read the books. But is it required? No. Yeah. When they're, people they're say, try when and people do good saying, storytelling. Do I need to read the Silmarillion to watch Rings of Power? Absolutely not, because they glossed over they glossed everything over that it. happened in the Silmarillion in the first two minutes, and that's all you need to know. That's all you need to yeah, know. Yeah, you know, I, I keep telling people if you want to read what this bit of the story is based on, just read the Akalabeth and the of the Rings of Power in the Third Age. Those are two short stories. It's a yeah. tiny snippet of the Silmarillion. What's ironic is that those are the two parts I have not read yet because I ran <laughs> yeah, out of, of course. time. Oh, yeah. those, <laughs> one of my favorite chapters is of, of the Rings of, of, of Power, Power in the Third Age. Is that is a really good chapter. It's it is. Great. It, it gives you so much uh, exposition on the Third Age of what happened. And you yeah. know the Third Age. But all the stuff like behind the scenes that you didn't really know what going on, it does a great job of talking about that. It sets Sirens, up the second age very well. It sets the second age up perfectly, like things that are happening. And they, I wish they would have got the rights to that. Yeah. I that would have been yeah. amazing. Agree. If they I absolutely got the agree. Rings, the, the Calibeth and that, we would have been sitting golden. But, oh well. I just oh, want them to we get what sell we get. the rights to the Silmarillion to someone, you know? Oh man, the Tolkien estate is clutching those. I know, and they're going to be clutching those with their cold dead fingers. Like they, I know. they yeah, do not want to like give some a kind of like the film. 94 year clause or some crap. Well, yeah, it's, that's what um, some guests on a previous episode and I were talking about is that one day the Silmarillion is going to enter public domain, um, which is why like there's so many different stories of um, of Sherlock, uh, of Sherlock Holmes is because right. that's in public domain. It's in public domain now. Yeah. I can't wait for the Silmarillion. We might all be dead by then. Who knows? <laughs> but, Probably. But when the Silmarillion enters public domain, people can make whatever versions of whatever stories they want to out of yeah, that it would be thing. it would there be fascinating to see all to of the adaptations because yeah. there are so many different storylines in the film that you really could make a huge amount of content out of it yeah and and you can have a bunch of different takes on the that, same content yeah it, it would be fascinating but i don't think we'll be around for that yeah so well our our grand our grandchildren are our, our, right yeah maybe if i ever have them so I don't know. can, can we can we give our uh our episode two favorites let's save that for <laughs> some after show bonus stuff so let's wrap up this main okay. feed episode and then we'll continue on and we can we can I am chat okay yeah. with that. <laughs> okay, cool. Thank you both for joining me and Don, if you're listening out there in the ether. Um, we love you, Don. <laughs> Shout out, Don. Um, I will link Don's stuff in the episode description, obviously. Um, where can people find y'all on the internet? Uh, yeah, so you can find me on TikTok as my main platform. Uh, new Better Do Better. Uh, K-N-E-W-B-E-T-T-A. A D O B E T 
T-T-A. Uh, you know, I spell it the getaway. Um, you can find me on Twitter, YouTube, Reddit, all under New Better Do Better. You put in new, you're going to find me first. So please come follow me. Um, uh, my name is Chris. My handle on all social media is Wizard Way Chris, and it's Chris with a K. Um, I have been... I have a Twitter thread with all of the Elvish and Dwarvish details that I pick out of these episodes, and I try and post that very quickly. So if you're curious about that stuff, either follow me over on Twitter or on TikTok, which is my main platform as well. Also, before we go, I have a podcast if you guys want to join. Um, I have a podcast just like Mary. Um, I co-host with a friend, Callie Cosplay. Um, it's called Voices of Artists. So you can also search that uh, YouTube, uh, Google Podcasts, also um what is it called uh you know the the thing spotify spotify (laughs) you got to get it on we got to get it on apple um but it's called voices of arda and me and Callie cosplay co-host it and it's wonderful it's it's a kick it's a kick yes Callie is equally wonderful we love her too she is the goat Yes. That's What I'm Talking About is a proud member of WBNE. If you want to learn more about the network, you can go to WBNE.org. The cover art is by Vaishan Brandon. You can support him on Instagram at Vaishan Designs. You can get merch for That's What I'm Talking About by going to tpublic.com slash user slash talking about pod. Here is your seasonal reminder that there is autumnal hobbity merch available if you want to get into those fall vibes, even if it's still 90 degrees where you live like it is where I am. You can follow the podcast on social media at Tolkien About Pod, and you can follow me on Twitter at MCWhatsUp and on Instagram at MCTurnDownForWhat. If you want to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash TolkienAboutPod. You can join the WBNE Discord server where you can engage with people who are not me about Rings of Power, along with a variety of other things from D&D to books to music to even just sending a selfie and saying, hey, I think I look cute today. You can join the 11sies tier, which will get you access to bonus content, like I recorded with Chris and New after the official episode concluded, just because there was still so much to be said. Or you can become a sponsor of the podcast like Eamon. Eamon, you are a wonderful person. I hope if you are watching Rings of Power that you are enjoying it and you are finding enjoyment. And if you're not watching it, then hey, what are you doing listening to this episode? I don't want to spoil anything for you. Go watch it now. But also you should know that you're a wonderful person. If you like what you're listening to, please make sure to rate and review. Spotify has ratings. That's a more recent thing within the past year, I think. So you can make this a five-star podcast. Or you can even write a little review on Apple Podcasts and put your full heart and soul into it so that other people will read it and go, oh, wow, this podcast sounds amazing. And I think I'll listen to it. All right. Do either of you have parting words for the audience? Peace and love, man. If you don't like the show, man, um, that is okay. Um, You're welcome to it. Don't be hate filled. Um, Just, you know what I'm saying? Go your separate way. If you don't like the show, Um, there's no need to, to, to do all of that. You know, let's, let's all get along, man. You know, like Ronnie King said, let's all get along. Let's let everybody, enjoy fantasy um you know stop gatekeeping let's just let's just enjoy something for once it doesn't have to be all this negativity all the time it's it's just it's tiresome if you don't like something you're not gonna die it's okay it's okay if people are not enjoying it but then they don't need to watch like no one is gonna force you and you know there are gonna be very valid criticisms from fans who are just like i want to enjoy it and i just can't and i'm like that's okay but uh but like new is saying Give it a chance. It's going to be a slow burn. There's a lot of plot to cover. <laughs> and, and we have to start somewhere. So I, I encourage people to give the first season a try. And if they botch the ending of the first season and don't hook you into the second season, then leave it there. And that is okay. But this is basic. We know this is fanfic. Okay. <laughs> like, don't like fan fiction is not a dirty word. But these adaptations are all going to have departures from canon, and I think we all just need to be realistic about it. And enjoy it for what it is, and not hate it for what it isn't. And that's what I'm talking about. Ooh, I like that. I saw what you did there. (laughs) 